from New Iberia, Louisiana. I am here this morning searching for a church home. And, and I, met, I recently moved here about six months. And uh, I wish you all well. Praise God. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Lakeitha Bell, and we are three friends of Amber Jordan. Good morning, I'm Elaine Henderson. I'm a member of Trenton Baptist Church from in West Monroe, Louisiana. We're here visiting my son's girlfriend, Bria Willis, and her mom, Keisha Williams. It's three of us, but one has gone, and I have my other son here, Zarius Henderson and Aurelius Henderson. Amen. We're going to move over to this section right here. Yes! Won't he do it, sister? Won't he do it? Visitors, family, and friends in this section, please rise. Make yourself known. Um, my name is Jamar Mitchell. Um, we are from Alexandra. Um, we're from Ash. We're going to be, you know, singing for you guys later on in the service. And it's 10, I think, 10 with us. So, yes. All right. So that's 11. Praise God. Moving right along. Anybody else in this section? Are we going to move to our last section right here all the way to the <laughs> Rise and shine. Is that it? It's all our family and friends. Because, see, whoever has the most people with them today, they're going to win a fabulous trophy. And guess what? Zion Hill's going to feed you today. So we thank God for that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mr. Bruce got the test. Here we go. I'm going to hand you the mic. Uh, the Ash Group has 11. So they're the winners. You all can come up. <laughs> Oh, you need to come up. do better than that sign here. Y'all know how to act when we got company. There we go. And right now we're going to have our Zion Hill news.
one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Zion Hill, where we're making our world a better place. Just sit back and relax, and let's get ready to hear this week's announcements. I'll be honest with you, I didn't plan on walking this morning, but my wife is walking, so if she walking, I'm walking. Nah, man, they, they talked me into it. I was trying to stay home with the baby. You gonna wave at the camera? <laughs> but I have to do my part. And God is faithful, he's gonna do his part. Oh, just the exercise and just, just feel good just to exercise and get some walking in. It was good. It was good. Oh, it went well. It went great. Turned out was good. Oh, we had an excellent uh, outpouring of people. The food was good. I think everyone enjoyed it. Okay. Calling all healthcare workers who are willing to work in the 2023 healthcare ministry. We need you and your expertise here at Zion Hill. If you are interested in being a part of this ministry, please call the church and give us your updated information. We will be contacting you soon. For any additional information, feel free to call the healthcare ministry leader, Sister Samantha Young at 318-541-6263. We spend a lot of time together. It's damaging the brand. Since when did your little girl become the brand? I miss that. Don't even worry about it. You're Whitney Houston. What was it like? That love. Millions of people. If you're tired of just holding a seat and you're ready to serve, our media ministry is actively seeking volunteers to help bring the gospel to everyone wherever they may be by supporting our live streaming, producing and editing videos, videography, distribution, and social media posting. Familiarity with media production and computer literacy is a plus, but it's not required. Our media ministry leaders will provide training, support, and supervision please prayerfully consider joining this ministry. This is a great opportunity to express your creative skills and evangelize the gospel through the visual arts. Zion Hill, we have a new men's fellowship ministry called Brothers Keeper. If you have questions about the man's role in the family as the head of household or the man's financial responsibility in the family, this is the ministry for you. Brothers Keeper will meet every second Saturday at 10 a.m. in the Family Life Center. Please contact Brother Lester Tisno, Brother Robert Gates, or Brother Alan Wells for more information. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, Partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen 
or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign to 73256. That's 73256. Or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the give tab or simply give through our new church app. That's right. Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. Thank you for listening to this week's announcements. Let's get our hearts ready to receive the word. And until next time, we'll see you at the top.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. All right, I'm going to ask that the gospel celebration cast and legacy come on up. Um, last year, I was I was sitting in Cobbler Sanders around uh, Black History Month and saw this incredible group of young people showing off the culture in a way that I had never seen done before. Um, their intensity and their realness and the art that they put on that stage was incredible. Then I found out that the work majority was done, 80% of the work and the vision was brought forth by the students. Then I found out they put that particular program together in just three weeks. Anybody who saw Legacy last year knows what a feat that had to be. So I had the opportunity to work with these young artists this, this year, um, doing The Color Purple and doing Legacy again. And the amount of joy that they have brought into my life personally is, is remarkable. So our plan today is to give you a glimpse of the gospel celebration that took place during Legacy this year. It started off with a tribute to Milton Brunson, Richard Smallwood, and Edwin Hawkins. And then we'll end it with an urban contemporary section comprised of Kurt Franklin music and Ty Tribute. So please do me a favor. As we are here today to celebrate our family and friends, I want you to get on your feet and welcome the cast of Legacy a cultural celebration of black history to Zion Hill. Now I said to Zion Hill, I, I said to Zion Hill, to, to Zion Hill.
say, come on, clap. Let's go to church for a second. Hey. Let me see everybody put your hands together. Come on. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a brighter day,
on, let's thank God for these young people. What a blessing. We are so proud of you. And thank you for your ministry. Again, I want to thank every one of you for being here. Uh, my assignment today is to do two things. Number one, I want to celebrate some of our leaders and the community that are here. The Bible says you give honor to whom honor is due. And then thereafter, I want to encourage you in the way of giving so that you can be blessed. I am pleased to report that the mayor of this city is right here with us along with his wife. Amen. Where I come from, and the mayor of the city of Pineville will be the king of this city. And will you please join me to welcome Honorable Richie Dupree, along with his lovely wife. We thank you, sir. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. You look good. And every time he sees me, he calls me his brother from another mother. We are grateful. Thank you for being here. We have some of our, our other leaders in the community. Our state representative, Lavadan, is here with us. We, we appreciate you. Our police juror is here, Brother Oliver. Thank you for being here. Amen. And my own councilman, Mr. Jules Green. Amen. They ask me all the time why I call him councilman. Once you're a councilman, you're always a councilman. Amen. We are grateful for all of you being here. We have our own judge, Styling, here. The city judge, and we are, we are grateful. Thank you, my brother, for being here. He's truly a man of God, and he loves to worship. Will you help me thank God for all of our leaders in the community? We love you all, and we thank you for what you are doing to keep this city safe. Uh, I also have some of my colleagues here, uh, many of you know, I'm a professor over there at the Louisiana Christian University. And I have two professors that work with me here in the house. Uh, professor Yeyemi, we're so honored to have you here today. Amen. He has his doctorate in biochemistry. I'm not that smart, so I don't fool with stuff. <laughs> And then we have uh, Dr. Bilu, also professor at the college. We are you. We love you. And he, he is professor of economics. And I work there. What I teach, I'm a lawyer, so I teach law. And of course, I'm the vice president of the university also. Will you please help me thank God for all these people? for being in the house. We are very grateful. 
Now I want to encourage you to give for the glory of God. How many of you are excited about giving today? Amen. The Bible says more blessed to give than to receive. I do want to, by permission of the Holy Spirit, I do want to encourage you and inspire you to be a rich Christian. I've been in poverty. I came from a small village in Africa, and I do not like poverty once I tasted it. And God is a good God. He wants to provide for all of you. So how do you get there? How do you move from poverty to wealth? It's very simple. There's a story in the Bible about the prodigal son. The Bible says something profound about that story. In the book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 13, it says that young man left town and wasted his substance. Take note of that. He wasted his substance. Then the Bible says something else concerning him. He was living what the Bible describes as a riotous life. And then the Bible said, eventually, he lost everything and he found himself in want. I want to encourage you, if you want to be rich, and I don't mind telling you I preach richness. I don't, I don't encourage poverty. You have to make sure you stop every waste in your life. So, he wasted everything he had. He was living a riotous life. And guess what happened? He lost everything. We pray that you will be blessed with good business, good job, and I'm happy that we're in a blessed country, but we're too wasteful. My brother, let me encourage you to look into your own life and see every aspect of riotous living and cut off the, the mess. What do I mean by riotous living? If you're living and you have no budget, you're going to depend on this politician to feed you. You know, I'm speaking from my heart. If you just impulsive spender, no discretion, you just spend and spend and spend. The Bible says, go to the ants. Thou sluggard, consider its ways, and you will be wise. You know I'm from the <laughs> from the motherland. You know what we learn from the ants? They don't spend everything they got. They save. So I want to encourage you. All those credit cards, cut it off. This week, invest the time to declare war on waste in your life. Call every credit card owner. Say, my pastor said, I don't need you no more. Some of you eat out too much. You cannot afford just try cooking at home. 
sisters, life is not just about looking good. Go home, cook for your husband. I know I'm losing the audience already. Amen, somebody. We're going to be blessed in this church. Husband, remind your wife, say, Pastor said, cook for me. We're not going out today. Amen. All those TV programs and cable bills, some of you, you cannot afford it. You don't have to have too many, I don't know what you're calling in America. All those programs, you're living on minimum wage and you have Netflix and Kofi and Fudu, Hudu. Cut it off. I'm begging you, please. I want us to be a blessed people. Amen, somebody. And if you have two, three phones, for what? I have a brother like that, uh, and he doesn't have any job. He told me one time, if you would just give me three million, I'll never ask you for anything again. And bless God, I gave it to him. But he's wasted all of it. He lost everything. He's back begging. A waster today will be a beggar tomorrow. I beg you from the bottom of my heart. God does not like waste. When he fed 5,000 people, you know what he said? Gather everything that is left. Don't leave nothing for waste. All minds clear? I want to pray for you. That God will make you rich. That's exactly what I had in my heart. The days of begging is over. But a little leak in a ship will sink that ship. So you know what our assignment is this week? We're going to go home. And, and block every leakage in our sheep so that God can bless you. God wants to increase you, but we first have to plug. You feeling me? All minds clear? I'll see you at the top. That's where you belong. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you're a blessed God. You're a rich God. You're a good father. You love us so much. You're not trying to raise orphanage. You said those of us who are wicked would do good things for our children. How much more? A good God promised to, to fill us with your Holy Spirit. You promised to supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Lord, I come against spirit of waste in this house, in this city, in this parish. I pray, oh God, that you set us free from bondage of poverty. Today I decree and declare by faith, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Lord, we thank you for it. As we give unto you right now, I pray for an anointing of running over 
more than enough. It is so. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. The ushers will come. Choir will minister. And let's give. And don't forget your assignment. Get rid of waste.
Introduce our guest speaker. I'm just taking a vacation today. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's my honor and privilege this morning to be here, and I want to thank God even for uh, this church. This is my second time of being here. I was here some few weeks ago. And I need to say that this is a great church. There are three things that makes a great church. Basically, when you the word of God, the worship, and the wonders of God. When I came here three, so about three, four weeks ago, I saw all this in this play. I want to say that you are in the right place. Help me to tell your neighbor and say you are in the right place. Hallelujah. And uh, just before I take my assignment, I need to say also that we have a great pastor shepherd in the house. I met God's servant less than two months ago, but it is as if I have seen him or we have met 20 years ago. He's a wonderful man of God and his wife. Three things I have observed about him is simplicity, is humility, and is spirituality. You can't take that from Pastor Dara, please. Help me to celebrate God's servant this morning. And mommy, God bless you for the great work. And I want to also appreciate all God's servants and all the great people here today. Please can you celebrate yourself, the choir and, and everyone this morning. My assignment briefly is to introduce the guest speaker today. And um, if you look at the program given to Rose, you would have seen some, uh, a kind of a profile about the guest minister. But I need to, so I believe you could read a little about him. Uh, but what I just want to do in, in a couple of minutes is to prepare our hearts. I want us to know that this service of this morning is a memorable service. Something is happening in the realm of the spirit. You know, people have talked, the church have preached and taught about the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, gift of tongues, interpretation, prophecy, gift of faith, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and so on and so forth. The church has talked about it. But why we have not seen the great manifestation of this gift of the Holy Spirit is because there is another gift we have not really embraced. And that is the gift of men. In Ephesians chapter 4, if you begin to read from verse 11 or thereabout, the scripture says, And God gave to the church apostles prophets, pastors, 
teachers, evangelists. He said, for the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the saints. Some other translation says, for the building of the church. I want us to know that when we pray to God, what God gives us is men. Men are the gifts of God to the world and to the church. And this morning, I want us to know that we are face to face with one of God's gifts to the world, to the church, to his body on the earth today. By privilege, I have known the guest minister uh, probably about three decades ago. And I pastor a church in Nigeria, uh, a, thriving and a, uh, a thriving church. By privilege, he is our father and the one that commissioned the ministry. And I want to say today that God's servant that is going to be ministering is not just a pastor of a church. To the glory of God, he passed to a mega church in Nigeria with several thousands of people. But that is not the story. The story is that there are men that are territorial commanders. They get to a place and they change the face of the region. I was discussing with him yesterday and he said to, this is the first time he will be coming to Louisiana ever since he has been coming to America. This, I believe that in the realm of the spirit, there is a visitation of God. This God's servant, God has used him to change the face of Christianity in the region where he came from in Nigeria. And from that region, he began to make impact all over the world. Today, he does not need introduction. If you go to the YouTube, you will see many of his works and the result of the impact of his ministry. He is married to a great woman of God who is today one of the foremost women of God, not in Nigeria, not in Africa, but in the world. And that is indisputable. I am saying this for us to prepare our hearts. God gives gifts. And through his gifts, he changes territories. I believe something is about to happen in Pineville. I believe something is about to happen in Louisiana. And I want us to receive this God's servant this morning as God's gift. A word will change your world. By the grace of God, it's not just here. He has come with a lot of people, some Nigerians, that had that he will be here. And those are the entourage that, that came with him when he was coming. I'd like to welcome all the entourage of uh, God's servants this morning. Please help me to celebrate them. Can you wave your hands where you are? So it's my honor this morning to introduce to you my father, one of God's generals and a father of faith, one of the fathers of faith in Nigeria and in Africa this morning to the state of Louisiana, Zion Hill Church. Please join me to welcome Bishop Felix Remy Adejumo. Celebrate him, celebrate him as he comes, celebrate God's glory. 
please I like you to find something you can remember quickly to thank God for I wouldn't know why I have to say this gratitude is the ladder to the next level if you are grateful for one it will give you more An ingrate is a man who assumes that he has the might to make it happen. So, I consider and I compare an ingrate to one who is insane just because he is not grateful. You have to be grateful. For the breath in your nostril. For the food on your table. For the position that you occupy. For the peace you enjoy. For the joy of the Lord in your heart. For the people that surround you. The great things that God has done in your life. The scripture says that the race is not to the swift, my friend. Not the battle to the strong grace makes it happen. So, will you like to say, Lord, I thank you. Say it one more time. Say it another time. Lord, we are thankful. Thank you, Almighty God, for this season in our lives. Appreciate you for this great church. Thank you for my brothers and my sisters. Thank you for the time we're spending in your presence. Well, Lord, I yield myself to you. And so, Lord, I submit to the authority of your word. As we navigate through your word, Father, Lord, please bless somebody in the house this morning. Let it be a change and a turnaround. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Can I hear loud amen? Please, you may be seated. Uh, first of all, I'd like to appreciate God's servant and then... Uh, God's, God's, uh, God's one of the generals in the kingdom and his lovely wife, Amen. Professor Joshua and Lady Elizabeth. We appreciate you. Thank you for the privilege of uh, having me. I'm not taking it for granted. I celebrate everyone in the house. Johanna, the mayor, I celebrate you. Amen. And your wife, I celebrate you. And everyone in the house. Thank you, Professor. Um, you know how dear you are, you and your, your wife and my daughter. You're so dear to me. You are the link. You are the link. He's the one. I I'd like to appreciate you. Thank you so much, sir. Amen. And everyone that came with me this morning, I want to say thank you. Amen. I bring you greetings from my wife. My wife, we got to know one another 40 years ago. We started 41 years ago. We started relating 41 years ago. And then we got married 38 years ago. We have biological children. We have many adopted children. 
we spend a fortune on those children <laughs> in school. We have ministry to women. We have ministry to those who cannot afford to feed themselves. We're actually a nation inside a nation. We operate like Father Abraham. We feed many people because that is the essence of being alive. If you are not, if you are alive and you are not relevant, no impact. You are a waste. So God blessed me so that I could be a blessing. So I am a channel. My wife and I are channels of blessings. We have a ministry around the world. We travel around the world and we, we meet a lot of people. But I want to say that God has blessed our ministry. We have great, 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 great work all over the place. A lot of pastors by God's grace. We are what we are by the grace of God. This morning, God has given me a word for one person or two people. And thank you again, man of God, for giving me the pulpit to use to spread the gospel of Jesus. I'm going to be speaking this morning briefly on see what the Lord has done. Just, just see what the Lord has done. I have timed myself. Is 40 minutes okay? 40 minutes is it okay or is it too much? 40 minutes because I have given somebody the permission to warn me when it's about five minutes and then I leave. I'm a man under authority. If you approve 40 minutes and if it is less, let me know. Oh man. I am time, I'm just giving myself time. 40 minutes, I'm going to be out of this place. The best choir in the world. <laughs> celebrate them, celebrate them. You know, we had some angels here minister to us. I mean, the, the, teen, the youth, the minister powerful, under the leadership of this great man. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Wow. Awesome, awesome. I bring you greetings from my wife and my children, my grandchildren. We, are having, we have nine of them right now. We are still expecting more. <laughs> I want to tell a story from the scripture. And the story is found in the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3, 1 to 10. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3, 1 to 10. I'm reading the KJV translation. Now Peter and John went, to get, went up together into the temple. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for honoring the word. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man laying from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I known, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked. 
and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. This is the story of a man who was lame from his mother's womb. He was lame not at birth. He was considered lame, crippled from the mother's womb. And he grew up with this condition to become an adult. Nobody could hire him, so he hired himself. And he hired some men. And I'm sure that he was paying this man. Because this man will take this man to a place where he could get arms. So as he was begging, he made a business out of it. And then that becomes an industry. And he was also paying people who will carry him to the temple gate to ask for arms. So even in that condition, he was able to create a job for himself. He was crippled, but not disabled. He was crippled, but not mentally retarded. He could think. Many people have legs and have hands and they have it, and they're wasting away. Not knowing what to do with their mind. The most important part of your life is your mind. It's not your physique, but the state of your mind. Now, here, it was, it, it, it's not this man alone that can be referred to as being crippled. There are many people who are crippled. They are alive. But they are not aware that they are crippled. You know, honey, you can be crippled and you are not aware. I'm here to show you. To be crippled means to function below your maximum capacity. That's what it means to be crippled. To function below your maximum capacity. It means you are hindered or limited in certain areas of your life. That is what it means to be crippled. I'm not talking about physical, physical things. I'm talking about that mental retardation that does not make you to go forward. There's going to be a shift in the house. The man we read about had a physical disability, but not mental retardation. To get out of that condition begins with one thing. Number one is awareness. In case I'm speaking to somebody here this morning, that is not all about you. There is much more about you that you don't know. But you are in a state where you are not aware that you can do more than what you are doing. You have more capacity to do 
much much you are doing. So that's the person I'm talking to this morning. Awareness. Recovery or repositioning begins with awareness. You must be aware. Thank you, Pastor. You gave us the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal in Luke chapter 15, 7 to 19. The Bible made us to understand. The Bible said when he came to himself. When he came to himself. That's what you call awareness. People make conclude that this is who you are. But a time comes in your life when you will come to yourself and you will tell yourself, what am I doing here? My life is worth more, more, more than what I'm seeing here. That's awareness. The prodigal son came to awareness and he said to himself, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy higher servants. But let me tell you the end of this story. The father was always waiting for him. Listen, there is still a chance for you to rise. There's still a chance for you to rise, to get above it. Now, the man thought that all was over and thought that maybe he would just return back home and then be a servant. It was his son. When he left, he returned in his mind as a servant. But the father said, you know what? I've been waiting for you. Your status has not changed. You are still my son. As a matter of fact, I am elevating you. I am upgrading you. Because it's a new beginning for you. And this new beginning begins with a celebration. He was restored. He was restored. More about you. How many times have you tried to please God and you failed? How many times have you committed the same mistake and you felt like I'm giving it up? So many people struggle with different kinds of things. And they say, when will I be free? You prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. It looks like that thing is still. <laughs> and then you find out that you say, you know what? God has not forgotten that you are still in this flesh. He knows your state. He knows your status. He knows even when you want to commit that sin, he already has seen that you are going to fall into that temptation. But he has made a way of escape. Now, being tempted is not a sin, but falling into that temptation. And if you can say to God, I'm sorry for my sins, and you return back to your father, just like the prodigal, your father would take you back. How many times have you attempted to do some things that you feel like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Many of you love your wife. You love your children. You, but as the head of the family, you failed. 
your family. You fail your family as the man. You don't have what it takes to take care of your family. How many times? How many times? Many fathers are absentee fathers. They're not there. And you come to church. You hear this kind of word. You are the person that the Bible refers to as being crippled. Live right. Straighten out. Get what it takes to take care of your family. Your your children will not be on the street. You can change your situation. You can rewrite your history. Shout a big amen. I came from a background of poverty. I, th- I think poverty has to be defined. Um, Pastor Dara, your own definition of poverty is different from my own definition of poverty. Among the poor, where I come from, my father, my mom, myself, we are number one. That means that poverty is in grade, is in levels. I don't think that where you come from, you were as poor as where I came from. But I choose not to remain poor. I choose not to remain poor. Poverty is a thing of the mind. You can be in abundance, living in abundance and behave like a poor person. Yeah. You can leave, you can, you can be, you can have, you can command a lot of wealth and you are still living like it's a thing of the mind. How? The way you eat shows that you are poor. Rich people have a way they eat. Rich people on the table when they are eating they have manners. Rich people, when they dress, you will see that they are rich. But you are rich in terms of finance, in terms of wealth, but your behavior looks like you are poor. Rich people know where they go. They don't go just to eat. They know what to eat. They know where to go. So, we're talking about this man who had capacity but he wanted more. He wanted more. So the first thing I have said is awareness. How did I get here? How can I come out of here? There is a place called here, but there is a place called there. I want to get to the place called there. How can I get there? You have to follow principles of God's word. Because if you have met people who are great, listen to their story. Listen to their story. It's not by accident you find yourself in the front. You do certain things to get to the front and you are wired, created to be at the top. You are not created to be at the bottom or behind at the rear. Things are changing for you. Number two, and then this is it. Identify people God has sent to you. 
identify your God-sent helpers and connect to them. The reason is because these people that God sent to him to carry him all the time, they were not tired. They were always carrying him. Every support you have, every support you have for now has an expiry date. Take advantage of what you have right now. And then, because it will expire. So, identify your God sense helpers and connect to them. There were people who carried him, and they carried him constantly, continuously. Then number three, he was the one that dictated to them where to take him to. There were many gates in, 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 in Jerusalem. He told them, take me to the beautiful gate. He was the one that dictated to them. This is where to take me to. Who is in control of your life? Who is in charge of your life? After God, you must take charge of your life. You must take control of your life. You must be able to say that this is what I want. If you do not tell them what you want, they will give you what they like. Take me to the beautiful gate. That's what he said. Thank God that he did not miss God. Because why on that day he was at the beautiful gate, Peter and John came in. They had what was superior to what he was asking for. What was he asking for? Arms. But they came with a supernatural power to change the course of history. And they said to him, we do not have silver and gold that you are looking at. All that you have gotten over the years did not change your situation. It could only put food on your table. But you are incapacitated. You are limited. You cannot be a politician. You cannot be the head of a, a, a conglomerate. You cannot be a professor because you are limited physically. But we will give you something that will make you to measure up. And then they came and they said, you know what? Such as we have. Can somebody say, such as I have. <laughs> My brother, you have something. You have something. There's something inside of you which you can give out. You have it. Tell somebody, I have it. There is nobody that is empty. You have something. So this man said, such as I have, I offer to you. The cripple had something. But what Peter had was superior to what the cripple had. So there was an exchange. So there was an exchange. There was an exchange. And the exchange is, no, this day is not for money. This day is for a supernatural intervention. You are not looking for supernatural intervention, but we are offering you a supernatural intervention that will change the trajectory of your life. That's what we want to offer to you. Oh my God. You know what? The man, the Bible says, he looked unto them. He looked unto them. What does it mean? Expect. What are you expecting to happen? What do you want? What do you see about your future? What do you see about your tomorrow? 
day. People that I'm talking to here this morning, you must have a plan for the month to come, for the next month, for another month, before the end of this year, there must be a plan. There must be a plan. You don't live your life to chances. Know what you want. Go for it. Let your vision drive you. What you drive is not as important as what drives you. You may be driving a very beautiful, wonderful car, but something is more superior to that car that you drive. That's your vision. That's your dream. You want to become something. You want to be at the top. Can I tell you somebody? The top is not clumsy. It's not clustered. It's at the bottom that you have too many people. Get up and rise. Because there is space for you. At the, at the top, there is space. At the bottom, too many people. You don't belong here. You belong there. You belong there. Shout a big amen. amen. This morning, as I conclude, I like to tell somebody here the story of your life will change. Amen. Things are going to work out for your good. Amen. There's going to be a mega shift. Amen. Trust God. Trust God. If He could change the story of this cripple, He can change anybody's story. The people we are asking, was it was it that man? Was it that man? Was it was it the man that we used to see? The crippled people were looking at him. Say, I. In fact, they came interviewing him. Are you the same person we used to see in church? Are you the same person who who is earning a low income, the lowest income? Are you the same person? Are you the same person that was struggling with this disease? Are you the same person that, is, that has been struggling with this problem, this marital issue? Are you the same problem that you and your, your, you and your husband, you don't even greet in church? Are you the same, are you the same person? Are you the same person that when, you're, when you see your pastor, you are, you are afraid and you don't want to come close to him? Are you the same person that used to come to church and you warm the chair and you don't do anything in the church? Are you the same person who could not even give an offering? Are you the same person? And then you now say, yeah, I used to be. I am no more. Things have changed in my life. Change is coming your way this morning. I don't know who I'm talking to. I say change is coming your way this morning. Because I believe we are here to make a decision that will affect our destiny. Honorable Mayor, I want to say to you, Honorable Mayor, you will see changes in your life. For coming to honor God, you will see changes in your life. Your wife will experience changes. Because God is no respect of persons. God is no respect of persons. All the men of God who are here, honorable men of God and women of God, there is a place called there. There is a place called there. I close by saying this to you. Take your seat. What a moment.
I traveled many, many years ago. I traveled to Brazil. I traveled to Brazil to minister the gospel in some churches. And then when I got there, my friend and the, the person that came to pick me up took me to the house. So I thought we're just going to have dinner. And so we had dinner. And then they told me that this is the place I was going to stay. I said, I mean, as a guest speaker, they said I was going to stay in the children's room. Children's room? They took me to the children's room where I saw two beds, pink and blue or something. I said, they hold me. I told my friend, you know what, I'm going back tomorrow. I won't take this trash. I won't. You have to refuse some things. Know what to take. Know what to reject. Know is something you must be. You must not be afraid to say anytime. Whatever you don't like, be confident enough to say no. I won't take this. The same evening, they changed me to a beautiful hotel. So if I did not say no, there wouldn't have been a change. Rise to your faith. Let's pray. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you. In this house, we ask that the power of your word will transform our lives and there will be a change. Thank you for breathing upon the word. Thank you for doing great things through this word. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Second service, I'm going to be here. Thank you, Bishop. I, I want us to do something before we leave. Uh, Bishop has ministered to us, and I'm grateful for your, for your patience. He's going to be back at 10 o'clock to minister. But if you hear, this is very serious. He talks about a place called here. And there's a place called there. If you're here, and you want to move there, I want to open this floor. This altar is meant for something. Don't be ashamed. And say, Lord, he's talking about me. Find your way to the altar. I want to pray with you. Hurry up. This is serious. Even I belong to that altar. I'll be honest with you. I see myself here. I can see myself there. But you got to make a demand. Look at people still coming. What a, what a blessing. Look at what God has done. He was expecting to receive. Come here, Dayton. I don't know about you. I thought he was preaching about me. I thought I'm the only one in the church today. There is a place called there. And I pray that God in heaven 
grant you the desires of your heart. The bishop said, too many people at the bottom. There's so many space at the top. Why will you settle to be good when you're called to be great? Let's believe God for a miracle in our life. Please pray for it. I'm going to the altar. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Oh, Father God, we come in your name, Father God. Come thanking you for the word, Lord. Because we realize there's life in the word. There's healing in the word. There's deliverance in the word. Father God, we just ask you to have your way, Lord God. Let your Holy Spirit, Lord, continue to have free course in our life, Lord God. Lord God, yes, we take upon your word, Lord. Not only be hearers, but to be doers of your word, Lord. We stand on your word, Lord God. Because you say you watch over your word to perform it, Lord. That's life and dead in the power of the tongue. And Father God, we speak life, Lord. We speak it over our home. We speak it over our family. We speak it over our bodies, Father God. In the name of Jesus, let the power of the Holy Ghost, Father God, let it saturate this place, Lord. Let it move upon your people, Lord God. Lord God, help us to open up our spiritual eyes. Open up our spiritual ears, Lord, that we may see, Lord God, how you're moving in our lives, that we may hear your voice, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you're going to do, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we stand on your word, Lord God. Lord God, just ask you to have your way, Father. Let your perfect will be done, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I speak, hey, I, hey, glory, I speak a turnaround, Father God. I I speak a turnaround in my life, Lord. I speak a turnaround in my home, in my family, over my situation. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we call those things be not as though they were, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you right now. Somebody ought to tell him thank you. Lord, I thank you for the word, Father God. I thank you for the man of God, Father God, that preached the word, Lord God. Father God, help us, Lord God. Lord God, to take heed to your word and apply it to our lives, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, I decree and declare, Lord God, that you're moving by your spirit, that you're working things out, Lord God. I decree and declare that we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. Oh, Father God, I thank you right now. Somebody lift up your hand and tell the Lord, thank you. Lord, I'm expecting, Lord, I'm expecting a move of God like never before. I'm expecting a change in my life, in my family, in my community. Father God, have your way. Somebody say, have your way, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we call those things be not as though they were, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, let your will be done, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you right now. We thank you for releasing your healing power. Applaud God upon your people, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, physically, spiritually, and financially, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you. Come on, lift up your hands and tell the Lord, thank you. You ought to tell him, thank you, like you're expecting God. Amen. That this is your day. I say, this is your day. Amen. The best is yet to come. Look at somebody and tell them the best is yet to come. Father God, I thank you. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. And Father God, if there's somebody that don't know you in the pardon of their sin, Father God, we ask you to save this morning. 
Lord, Lord, we realize, Lord, that the greatest miracle, Lord, is giving our lives to you, Lord God. And Father God, I ask you to touch that man, touch that woman, touch that boy, touch that girl, Father God. Don't let them leave like they came, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help them to have a change of heart and a change of mind, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you right now. We thank you for moving by your spirit, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. And we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Somebody said in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. We thank you. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. This concludes our worship experience today. Thank you all for your presence. Thank you for your involvement. I pray that God will continue to bless you. We are so glad to see our deputy sheriff in the house. I see Brother Roosevelt Johnson. God bless you. Another councilman. We are grateful for your presence, sir. Our councilman Gary Johnson. So glad to see you, sir. We appreciate you. We love you. What a blessing. Thanks to all the pastors here, Reverend Reed. Uh, amen, Reverend Greg Tinney. We love all of the ministers. And thank you, the Tatamis in the house. We love every one of you. Please take a break. And we'll get ready for the next worship experience. Because of time, I'm going to reserve dealing with our fundraising reports next Sunday. Do I have a name? Amen. Amen. So let's just take a break and get ready to worship God again. God bless you until we meet again. God bless you. Thank you so much. Choir, you are wonderful. Amen. You, you didn't sing today. Well done.